Hello, and welcome to Magical Stories for Kids. Here we love sharing stories about all things magical, whether it's fairies, gnomes, dragons, trolls, or elves. Come journey with us to far off places filled with beauty, light, and goodness. That makes it, in our opinion, good for all ages. So, open your ears, open your heart, and open your mind. Let's go on a journey together. In part one of our story, Rumi and Kai found a moving rock in the forest, which they brought home. That night, the rock cracked open and was filled with pretty lights, colored pink, white, blue, and purple. Inside each part of the rock was a very small person, no bigger than your thumb, with clothes also colored pink, white, blue, and purple. But those little people had started to cry as soon as they saw Rumi and Kai. Why are they crying? Can Rumi and Kai help? Let's have a listen and find out together. Each little person looked up at Rumi and Kai, and Kai and Rumi looked down at each little person. And all at once, each one of them began to cry. Giants, please don't eat us. Please don't hurt us. The little creatures wailed so loud that Rumi and Kai stopped crying themselves and didn't feel so scared anymore. Wiping away their tears, they said, Us? Giants? We have never been called that before. No, we don't eat whatever you are, said Rumi. We are humans. We eat lots of fruits and veggies and cheese and such, said Kai. Not giants, the little pink creature said. Well, you are rather giant to us. That's right, said the purple creature. To gnomes, humans certainly are giants. Gnomes, they are gnomes, said Kai and Rumi together. Yes, and, and you gone and scooped us out of our magic ring right on the harvest moon, said the blue one. Now we will never be able to solve the riddles, said the purple gnome. And again, the little gnomes began to wail and cry. Shh, shh. It's okay, said Rumi. Yeah, we won't hurt you, said Kai. Maybe there is something we can do to help. Really? Yes, please help us, the little gnomes said as they stopped their crying and dried their little eyes. What do you mean you won't be able to solve the riddles, said Rumi. That's right, said Kai. What does that mean? And what is a magic ring? Rumi and Kai thought for a moment. Oh, the circle of mushrooms and flowers. Was that the magic ring? Yes, it was. And the four riddles is what all gnomes must pass if they are to become true guardians, said one. And, and the four of us have to work together to solve the four riddles, said another. The king and queen of the gnomes placed us in this stone in the center of our magic ring where the test was to begin on the harvest moon, said a gnome. Tonight is the harvest moon, so we only have one day to complete all four riddles. What are the riddles? asked Kai. To solve riddles from each kingdom, plant, rock, and animal. The final riddle and the final kingdom, nobody knows 
until they pass the first three, said the pink gnome. Yes, and if we are not able to solve all four riddles and seal our stone by sunset, we will not be able to be true forest guardians. Could you imagine? Well, we can't let that happen, said Rumi's mother and father, who had been listening in the hallway. Mom, Dad, said Rumi and Kai, how can we help them? Well, you tell us. Where do we start? Their mother asked the gnomes. The gnome who wore pink was the tallest and thinnest of the four gnomes. He brushed his long beard to the side and pulled a very small scroll out of his very small pocket. Unrolling the paper scroll, he began to read. A true guardian protects the big and small. A true guardian stands up for all. Solve one riddle to get to the next. Be quick, work together, and don't forget to solve the riddles by sunset. A true guardian you shall become. Four pieces will become one. What does that mean? said Kai. It means they have to solve the four riddles by the end of the day to become true guardians, said Rumi. Yes, I know, but where do we find the first riddle? said Kai. Just then, his eyes spotted something small inside the stone. What is that? he said. The gnomes turned around to look inside, too. They picked up a very small envelope from inside the stone. The envelope glittered and sparkled, silver and gold, and shone with pulsing light. They opened it carefully. It's the first riddle, they said, jumping up and down. Well, read it then, said Father. We have to get started soon to solve those four riddles, don't we? The blue gnome, who was the shortest and heaviest of the four, read out loud. I start off brown and small, but I will grow green and tall. If given water, soil, air, and light, I will reach an astounding height. With a woven hat and a sleek coat, I fall and am gathered by woodland folk. Could you guess the riddle? Let's see if you're right. Hmm. Small and brown with a hat and a coat, asked Rumi and Kai. I, I don't know, said the little gnome. That's all it says. Tell me the first line again, said Mother. I start off brown and small, but I will grow green and tall. Hmm. They all sat down to have a good think. Something small. Maybe a rock? No, that doesn't grow green and tall. Maybe a thorn on a flower? No, no. Just then, the little gnomes kicked a nut on the nature table that rolled into a stick and cluttered with a bang onto the ground and started rolling off into the corner of the house. Watch out, said Kai, scooping it off the ground. Yeah, that nut nearly got away, said Rumi. In that moment, a light, a thought, filled each of the four gnomes' eyes. It filled Rumi's eyes. It filled Kai's eyes. It filled Mother and Father's eyes, too. The answer to the first riddle is an acorn, they all shouted. They had all solved the riddle thanks to that little nut on their nature table. So the answer was an acorn. Did you guess? 
It starts off small, a small seed, and soon grows big, big, big into a giant oak tree. Oak trees are filled with green leaves and become home to many forest creatures, including birds and squirrels. And what does a small little acorn need to grow into a big, beautiful oak tree? Water, soil, air, and light, just like a houseplant might, or maybe the flowers in your garden. Quickly now, said Mother, we have to get back into the forest if we are going to solve these riddles. Kai, Rumi, Mother, and Father quickly changed into their clothes and grabbed a jacket. In a jacket pocket, they each took one gnome. They gathered up the glowing stone and placed it in a wicker basket, which they brought into the car, along with a few water bottles and some food. You have to remember now that this all began in the wee early hours of the morning, when it was still pitch dark outside. So by the time they reached the forest where they had found the gnomes in the first place, the sun was just creeping over the rolling hills. They hiked into the trail, nearly running, and this time went much faster without stopping to reach the clump of trees by the stream where they had first found the gnomes. There, they found the magic mushroom ring spot, just as they had left it, and set the rock back down into the ring of mushrooms and flowers. They each took a gnome out of their pocket and let them walk along the ground. Okay, said the white gnome, where are we going to find an acorn? Yeah, said the purple gnome, these don't look like oak trees. The gnomes were right. The clearing was filled with lots of trees, but most look like pine trees. Pine trees have long, deep, green pine needles, and you may have seen them used before every year as a Christmas tree. They have pine cones, not acorns. Wait, said Kai, this isn't a pine tree. He was right. One tree looked different. The leaves were turning yellow, and the trunk was tall and white with black and gray knots along the trunk. That is an aspen tree, said Mother. Yes, said Father, and usually aspen trees grow in a grove. That means you can usually find more than one, and they are all connected at the roots. Cool, said Rumi. So it's like one giant tree with lots of trunks. That's right, said Mother. I found another aspen tree, said Kai, and he was right. Going into the forest was a perfect line of aspen trees. I have never seen them grow in a perfect line before, said Father. And look here, said a gnome, pointing at the very bottom of the tree. In the bark was a small carving that looked like an acorn and an arrow. The arrow was pointing to another aspen. Quickly now, said Father, ushering the four gnomes into the basket. Carrying the basket, he followed as Kai and Rumi led father, mother, and the gnomes deeper into the forest following the line of aspen trees. After climbing over fallen branches, hopping over bunny holes, and crunching through fallen leaves, the line of trees soon gave way and opened to a small circle of trees with a clearing that had tall, waving golden grass and only one different tree in the center. This tree was the biggest tree Rumi and Kai had ever seen. It had a thick trunk and huge branches perfect for climbing in. The leaves were yellowish, red, with many bumps and ridges around each. 
Wow, both Rumi and Kai said as they ran to play on the beautiful big tree. They climbed into the tree branches and as quick as monkeys, followed by the four gnomes, who mother and father set in the lowest branches of the tree, climbed as high as they could. The gnomes searched through the leaves and pulled out many little brown acorns. Acorns, they called. Rumi and Kai scooted down pockets filled with acorns. But how do we know which acorn to take, said mother. Just then a squirrel came rustling out of a clump of leaves near the top of the tree. In its mouth was a big, beautiful acorn that had a glowing light all around it. That's it, said Rumi. But how do we get it down, asked the gnomes. Squirrels won't just give up an acorn. I have an idea, said Kai, feeling inside his pockets. Excuse me, Miss Squirrel, he started. We would love to help you get ready for fall. My sister and I have gathered lots of acorns today. If we could switch you with the acorn you have, we would give you fistfuls of acorns to take back to your home. The squirrel stared at them silently, her nose twitching quickly. Yes, said Rumi, and our gnome friends here can help you fill up your home with acorns too, so you won't have to carry it all alone. We will, the gnomes asked. Of course, said Kai. They know they should help if they can. That's right, said Rumi. They are training to be guardians after all. Yes, the gnome said eagerly. We will help you. The squirrel twitched her tail and scurried down the tree right up to the purple gnome. It dropped the acorn into his hands, but the acorn was so big and so heavy, it slipped from his hands and fell down below the tree. Luckily, father was there with the basket and caught it right before it hit the ground. Everyone cheered, including the squirrel who chittered wildly, and together they all gathered as many acorns as they could. The squirrel would fill her mouth with acorns, and each little gnome would pick up an acorn too, and together they ran up and down the trunk, filling a small hole in the tippy top until it was so full of acorns it began to spill out. The squirrel chittered happily and nuzzled each of the gnomes. The gnomes petted the squirrel gently, and Rumi, Kai, Mother and father and the gnomes said goodbye to the squirrel and headed back to the ring of mushrooms and flowers. When they arrived, the gnomes worked together to carry the acorn back to the stone. At the stone, they placed the glowing acorn into the rock piece with a purple light. In not but a blink, the light from the stone changed and it began to glow a bright silver and gold. Whoa! they all said. The acorn began to crack, and from the center of it came the corner of a tiny little envelope. The second riddle, they all gasped. Riddle number one had been solved. Only three more riddles to go. Did you figure out the first riddle? What do you think the next riddle will be? Find out next time on Magical Stories for Kids, part Three of the Four Gnomes.